You're listening to the Arctic Circle podcast. In this episode, titled How Can Renewable Energy Save the Arctic? We hear Francesco La Camera, the Director General of IRENA, the International Renewable Energy Agency, discuss the importance of renewable energy for the Arctic and the world. This session originally took place at the 2019 Arctic Circle Assembly and includes Q&A from the audience. The event was moderated by Guðni A. Johannesson, Director General of the National Energy Authority of Iceland. Uh, dear all, uh, it's really a pleasure to be with you here today. As you know, Iceland and Arena are working together for a long time, so for me it's special to be here visit an old country that is friend of the agency and uh, all of you. You know, Arena is an, an intergovernmental uh, agency. We have now 160 members. Iceland uh, is there from the, from the beginning. We are now 160, but shortly we will, will be 163, possibly before the end of, the, of this year. The mandate of the agency is to increase the adoption, the adoption of renewable energy and to advance the energy transformation in a, is a, a more timely manner. The Arctic region is at, at the forefront of climate impact. But uh, as I say uh, a couple of weeks ago in the occasion of the climate summit in New York, I think that it's uh, absolutely possible for our generation to reverse the path where economic growth instead of wealth and well-being is generating loss in the capacity of the planet to sustain life. This was the message that I deliver there, is the message that I deliver here today. The transformation of our energy system is already there. You can see that in the last uh, in the last years, the renewable capacity, installed capacity in blue, has outpaced installed capacity of the traditional traditional uh, form of producing energy. In the last year, that we have assisted anyway in a slowdown, 170 gigawatts we have added or, uh, capacity, and uh, many countries in the Arctic Circle region are not only already quite advanced. They also offer great, great insight and solution they may applied across the globe. Iceland and Norway, for example, have already achieved almost 100% of renewable energy in the power sector. There is also further significant untapped potential in the region. In addition to hydro and geothermal, these also include biomass and, uh, and wind. But what is leading the transformation in our energy system? In fact, the transformation we are assisting is leaded by the market. In the last years, in the last eight, nine years, the price of renewable at average have decreased 70-80%. In the last year, we have assisted in a decrease of more of two digits, 11%. We have assisted 
in uh, recent action in Portugal, 1.5 cents for producing kilowatts of solar energy. In the UK, two weeks ago, the action on offshore wind has shown a decreasing cost of 21% respect to the previous action. Our estimate is that over three quarters of the onshore wind and four-fifths of the solar PV project capacity to be commissioned next year will produce cheaper electricity than any coal, oil, or natural gas options. This is also the case for most of the country of the Arctic region. But renewables are good not only for the environment, they are also good for society. In the transition that has to be just, we are all looking to, the just, to a just transition. The jobs are not declining because of renewables, they are increasing. In the last year, 700,000 jobs have been added. In total, in the last years, 11 million uh, jobs have been created. And what is important to notice is that uh, in the renewable field, the gender balance is much more respected than in the traditional approach. Where we have to go? If we want to maintain the increase of the temperature in a spectrum that is not causing damage and disruption to our society, we have to, instead of the recent historical trend, to go for a scenario of rapid decreasing of the CO2 emission. And what we think, what we estimate, and this was in our JET, our JET report, the global energy transformation, we need to go for the heavy electrification of the system fueled by renewables. Renewables and energy efficiency may provide 19% of the CO2 emission that we need to stay in line with an acceptable increase in the temperature. And Iceland, some countries in the Arctic region are in the at the forefront of decarbonizing the end use sector because the electrification not cover certain kind of sector like uh, buildings, sometimes cities, industries, and transportation. Canada, Denmark, Norway, Sweden are world leaders in large ship electrification. Highland cover 90% of heating demand through geothermal energy. And we have uh, understood today in our meeting how important is the role of low temperature geothermal for uh, feeding districts, uh, heating and cooling. But why is important to think about renewable energy. We have the need to respond to the demand of energy that is coming from the Southeast East Asia, from Africa, because there are uh, citizens that are not enjoying the basic services of energy. We have to feed the energy demand of countries that are growing in their economic growth. So energy is good because without energy, we cannot have economic growth, growth. At the same time, we need to decrease our CO2 emission. What is the only instrument we, may, we have to match these two paths? The only instrument that we have 
is renewable energy and energy efficiency. There is no other that we have available soon. This naturally can be costly. We estimate uh, 110 trillions of uh, dollars of investment from now to 2050. But what is important to notice that if we count the environmental externality, the subsidies, and uh, the financial return for every dollar that we spend in renewables, we may have a feedback from three to seven to seven dollars. It's important is also to understand, and I come back to the fact why renewables, because the renewables is the only instrument that we can deploy shortly. If you want to go for nuclear, it take from 12 to 15 years to have a new plant to satisfy the new demand. If you go for traditional plants, we can take six, eight years. With renewables, in eight to 12 months, we can cover the needs we need, and we can tailor the plant for the energy demand with, uh, we need. So this is also a clear evidence on why we have to go for renewables. And uh, the alliance between the different forms of renewables is very, is very important, as it is important that we make all the actors working together. We, as Arita, what we are trying to do, you know, uh, we have been providing, uh, is our proudness to say, the most clean and affordable data in the renewable world. We have supported the country and set their own strategies. We feel the need to go to a step forward and try to work also closer to the ground. So make the plans that we have agreed with our membership to become realities. And we can do this two ways. One way is to try to find and match the resources needed for implementing the project that we may that may come from the strategies that the, we have supported to build. And this means to strengthen, especially the weakest country of membership, in respect of the multilateral bank institutions, the private investors, companies, banks as such. So we play this role where ARENA can work as facilitating uh, matching within the, the two entities. The other way is that if we are able, as we are trying to do, to group our country on a regional basis, to make also the investor come to our meeting and say what they really need for deploying their financial resources and make the investment in the country. So we will have this two ways to work together, organizing our activities on sub-regional regional basis. In this respect, we announced in the occasion of the Climate Summit this innovative platform uh, that, put, that has been built by ARENA, by the United Development Program, UNDP, C4ALL, and the GCF. It's a climate platform that I hope will attract the attention of the public as of the private. We hope that uh, this gives us more strength to make the dreams and the goals of our membership to become reality as soon as, uh, as, as possible. We have been 
working with, uh, with the region already, uh, with all the government. And uh, I, I wish to do in this occasion to thank the government, Denmark, Iceland, Norway, Sweden for their generous contribution and support ARENA work on the Geo Global Geothermal Alliance, the Seaslide Outdoors Initiative, as well as the International Off Grid Renewable Energy Conference and Exhibition. Ladies and gentlemen, our analysis showed that transforming the energy system is less expensive than in not doing so. That is possible to, take, to tackle climate change with renewable energy. Together, we can limit climate change, save the Arctic, and build a future that is more sustainable, more just, and more prosperous for all. It's possible. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Director Carrera, please take a seat. Uh, before I raise my first question, I would like to point out that there are standing microphones here on both sides of the chamber. And I want you to, that want, if you want to ask a question, you should line up at these microphones and you will take in, in, be taken in order. So uh, my first question to you would be the role of IRENA, because we have a lot of international organization with similar goals to promote the renewable energy and, uh, and uh, enhance the, the uh, development like uh, IEA or, or, or other organizations, both regional and international. But what is the special role of IRENA in this context? We have a microphone there on your side. I was going to reverse the question to you, in fact, and say, what is the only intergovernmental organization that is a global membership that is dealing only with renewable energy? And the answer is ARENA. And this makes the difference between the other organization. The constituency is different, and this makes the only global organization dealing with energy where the weaker part, weakest part of the world is present and continue to take decision. And I think it's the, the most important uh, uh, aspect to be underlined. Uh, I want to be very frank, the future of the Paris Agreement, if you want to talk about the Paris Agreement, but more generally, I prefer to speak, to speak about the fight to climate change, is not in the developed world. Is in the developing world. It's there we have to win or lose the battle to limit the increase of the temperature in our planet. So this is the uniqueness, I, will, I can say, of the organization that have, may have the link that could be helpful in make this part of the world leapfrog mm. and to go to an energy system that is more sustainable and in line with the, with the, the, the needs to preserve our planet and its capacity to sustain life. Thank you. We have a question there at the mic. Yes, hello. Uh, my name is Erik and I'm from University of Iceland, exchange student in Uppsala University, Sweden. And I wonder what kind of innovation do you think is the most important one that we still have in front of us so that we will be able to actually make a transition to renewable energy systems in the future? So there are, uh, there are a few barriers that we have to tackle. And it means interconnection, 
means storage, means uh, artificial intelligence, means smart grid, but it's also to, to, to disseminate the knowledge of uh, area work that uh, have not been yet deployed as it, they should be. For example, this morning, just to make an example, I learned about the huge potential of low temperature geothermal in feeding districts and cities that as end-use sector are the ones that are more difficult to electrify. So I think we have to overcome those barriers, so the political willingness to uh, putting in place the change that we, we need, and also to disseminate the knowledge of what is really in our hands. There are other things that are moving, like, for example, hydrogen. That uh, I was yesterday in Rome on, on, on a seminar on hydrogen. Then I put very clear that hydrogen is not for today, first of all. So if you want to stay in the windows, the IPPC reports gave to us hacked in 11 years. In fact, it's less than 11 years. This is a potential that we cannot use. We have also tried to think, also in respect of this possibility of the future, that the future will be not similar to the past. So we have not to think about something that will substitute oil and carbon. We have to think differently. All countries will shape the mix that is better tailored with their own reality, the one that is more effective. This will give this geopolitical study that uh, Iceland, uh, Norway, and others are supporting very much. They will give uh, another sense of the free freedom, also globally speaking, in terms of policy, where all countries may have in their hands the capacity to feed their energy system and their economy. Thank you. We have a question there on the left side. Yes, hello. My name is uh, Lenur. I'm currently studying at the Reykjavik School of, of Visual Arts. Uh, I just wanted to be sure that I understood you correctly when you said that without more energy into the system, there cannot be um, economic growth. Was that correct? Yes. Uh, so you think there's no other way to increase economic growth without more energy into the system? No other way? Uh, so this, uh, uh, I think... Uh, um Thinking from where you are coming to respond effectively, it could take a little bit, lot of time. When we are talking about growth, growth means quantity. When we talk about quantity, energy has to be there. When we talk about develop, development, that means quality, we could think about something different. But for the time being, I think we have to be very clearly and say that energy is needed. Because if you go around the world, and accept all, it's not just that we are enjoying this wonderful place, having our conference, having our coffee, and there are 800 million people that has not energy in their own house. This is not acceptable. Simply, it's not acceptable. So we have to provide the energy for, for, for those people to enjoy a life that deserves to be lived. So uh, 
I always trying to make clear that uh, we have to think about the quality. Naturally, we can ensure more quality of uh, our life without insisting on the grown physical terms. But so that, please, uh, uh, trying to have clear mind that there is people that need to receive what they deserve for having a human life that has worth to be lived. Thank you. This was a worthy final note because our time is up. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Francesco, uh, La Camera, and uh, good luck with your work with the IRENA, and we are happy to see you in your new position. Grazie.